Welcome to episode 189 of Shanlin on Batman. I am Justin Shanlin, and we have Kyle Davis. Yo. He is in his bed right now. Yeah, so I decided I'm going to be a lazy piece of shit, so I just moved my computer over to my bed, and I'm laying in bed right now. Um, If that doesn't sound professional, then I don't know what does. That's how we uh, roll around here. Um, So... We are, what are we, like, 13-ish, 14-ish days, 13 days away from Black Adam. It comes and out on the 21st, 22nd, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, so we're going to do kind of like a preview episode, Black Adam preview episode, to kind of like talk about things that we want, things that we are hoping for. Um, but before we do that, I guess, I guess... Um, there's a few things that need to be discussed. Kyle is so completely off the internet. It's hilarious to me. I am like living off the grid in a cabin pretty much. And it's like, I, I bet it's, I bet that feels really wonderful. Cause you don't get to see like all the nonsense, like on a regular basis. I miss so much drama. It is nice. So, I mean, I get that. I definitely feel, feel definitely like, I'm like, I feel that like I, I kind of, there's, Slight jealousy. Um, so before we began recording, I mean, Kyle would like usually do kind of like a rundown, like, hey, what are we talking about type of a thing? I was like, did you see, you know, like the rumor that Henry Cavill filmed? He goes, uh, no. <laughs> so, guys, is that the so, Superman guy? Is that who we're talking about? <laughs> um, so, um, rumor. And I guess that's a little spoiler if you've not seen Black Adam yet. I mean, how like how are you listening to this podcast and then like not having kind of like you know an understanding of like what's been like happening in like superhero world? Um, so apparently, Cavill is back as Superman, and they filmed like a little PS or a little post credit scene for Black Adam. Uh, where Henry Cavill actually returns and he's in the suit. Like, apparently, The Rock was able to like work out a deal with uh, Henry Cavill to return to Superman, not just for this film because his contract expired post Justice League. And uh, but he, they were able to kind of like, I mean, these are rumors. Like, obviously, I haven't seen the movie and I'm not asking anyone. Like, hey, is he back? Like, can we confirm this? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume like. I mean, anything can happen in the next 18 days. They can like completely remove that sequence. They can remove that scene from that post-credit sequence. So until I actually see like the film, um, I'm kind of as like, all right, it probably it's probably there, but like not confirmed. But yes, apparently rumor has it, and I guess a little sl slight spoiler that uh, the Rock was able, Dwayne Johnson was able to work out a deal with Cavill because. Uh, his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, 
Um, she manages not only The Rock, but she manages Henry Cavill, and they were able to figure out a deal to bring Cavill back for this film in a post-credit sequence as Superman in the Superman costume, and they were able to work on a deal that they would begin developing another Superman film. So, pretty interesting, like, developments, because there were all these rumors recently that, you know, Tanahashi Coates was going to be writing a new Superman tale, uh, you know, a black Superman tale, and, like, Michael B. Jordan was actually working on uh, doing, like, an HBO Max Superman, uh, where he was going to be Superman, um, which, you know, I've talked about, I think, before, or maybe I haven't. I can't remember. A lot of things happen. Yeah, I, I remember those kind of rumors going around for a while. So, but it, it's interesting that it finally, like, if this is the thing, if they were able to pull this off, like, that's kind of big news to me anyway, that they were able to, you know, finally work out a deal. I know he's older and everything, and we really haven't, like, had a proper sequel to Man of Steel. I mean, Batman versus Superman is considered, like, a quasi-sequel. Um, but we haven't really seen Henry Cavill as Superman. Obviously, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League came out last year. Um, however, like, like that was, you know, that, sh that movie should have came out in 2017. Mm -hmm. Like, we kind of, like, don't rehash that history again at nauseum. Um, no, like I think it goes without saying that, you know, regardless of how people ultimately feel about Man of Steel, like just from a business perspective, it was a successful enough movie where it should have gotten a proper sequel at some point. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. I feel like there's enough of a demand to see Henry Cavill return as Superman to, to warrant something like that for, to happen. I think I think I think getting and I like Man of Steel a lot, but like you could definitely tell like the differences in between. And I like I like Batman versus Superman, but I prefer I prefer Zack Snyder's Justice League over, it, and I prefer mm -hmm. Man of Steel over BVS. Um, I think that I think that the movie, as much as I like it, I, I definitely see like the faults and the flaws of it. I definitely see how convoluted it can be in certain moments. Um, yeah, and that's coming from like a person that saw that movie like a bunch of times in the movie theaters. I own it. I watch it all the time. Um, but uh. But getting 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 the right if this is a thing, if Henry Cavill is actually back and they're actually gonna be in developing like in development of a new Superman film, getting the right elements, getting the right story, getting the right director. And like even if they even if Zack Snyder's like, all right, I'm coming back to I don't think that's gonna be the case. Like Zack Snyder is like so busy doing his Netflix stuff. Like, he is contracted to do Rebel Moon, they're shooting that, and then right after that, I think he's doing the sequel to that zombie movie that he that ha he had for Netflix, if I'm correct on that. Well, Army of the Dead, so I think there's... Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's been a thing. So, like, he, you know, unless, unless like... But I mean, unless, good for him, though, you know, he's keeping busy, he's getting work, so... You know, like, get, it just getting the right elements involved, finding the right person, you know, like, you know, if that's the case, finding the right writer, getting the right story, developing the right script... Um, as long, like if they do this, I just don't want it to be the same rehash of General Zod. I don't want to see the re, I don't want to see the rehash of, you know, Darks, uh, not Dark Side, but of, uh, of Doomsday. I want to see Brainiac. I want to see, you know, Metallo. I want to see these other characters, these other villains that we have not, you know, had an opportunity to see on the big screen. You know, we've seen it on Smallville. We've seen it on, I think, I think Metallo's on Superman and Lois. I don't watch that show, but I hear it's amazing. 
Um, but yeah, like I, I definitely like am very intrigued by this development because, you know, like we were all kind of wondering, you know, because there's that there's like a TV spot with Black Adam where he's like, you know, like no one can stop me or something. No one on this planet can stop me. And then like people saw the movie the other night and they're like, oh, my God, like he's Cavill's back. And like they pretty much, you know, they pretty much kind of like spoiled what it was and they there's a lot of uh there's a lot of internet hate right now twitter hate that they decided to use the john williams score instead of the han zimmer score which oh goodness very curious your thoughts on that kyle i'm curious what your thoughts are on you know henry cavill be quote unquote back in the in the in the in the suit in the costume i mean my opinion of henry cavill superman i've always been very positive on it uh you know, regardless of maybe some of the more controversial choices that were made with those movies, I always thought he was a perfect fit for the character. I think he does a really good job portraying the character. Um, so you know the fact that you like him, he, he, he just the visuals of him look great. I I feel like he has a fun time playing the character. Like maybe I'm wrong, but I have I always felt like he always had a smile and was enjoying his time. You know when there was no behind the scenes drama going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if, if it's true, if it's true, he's back. I'm, I'm pumped for, it. I'm down and, uh, you know, praise be the rock for saving the DCU. Praise to, <laughs> praise to the rock. Um, so, so you're, so you yourself are very interested to see this kind of like going forward. Um, with Henry Cavill again. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on uh, them deciding to use the John Williams score instead of the the Hans Zimmer score? Like it's kind of like a uh, weird choice, right? Uh, yeah. So I mean I get why they'd want to use the classic theme, you know. Well, oh, tell me why they want to use that. Score. It's the iconic Superman theme. Like everyone and their mom's gonna know that it's a representation of Superman. With that said, though, this Superman already has his own theme. It's the Hans Zimmer theme, so they should have used that if they want to try to keep a consistent continuity. I feel like. Okay. But I mean, we we already know at this point, like continuity be damned. Like they don't they don't actually care about continuity. Then I mean, if you go across the street, they don't care about continuity either. So, <laughs> like, like to be honest and to be fair, Marvel and DC aren't like, you know. I mean, what was that? What was that Captain Marvel thing about how uh, Sam uh, Nick Fury lost his eye? It was from like a cat or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. what was it, in one of the earlier movies? He's like, I lost his eye because I trusted somebody, and then it's revealed. Oh no, he trusted a cat. Thanks, Marvel. <laughs> um. So you're so like you're you're kind of like whatever. Like it's kind of like a non-issue. It, it, it doesn't bother me. Like if it's it's just a song. Yeah thing like it's a huge thing like like i see i see uh i see uh people going after the composer because one oh. person he copied the junkie xl tom holkenborg uh you know main theme from Zack Snyder's justice league i mean there's some weird similarities but i just think that's more coincidental because it's it's supposed to be like the theme for justice 
society, but like there's some like there's like a cue in there um, that's pretty similar. But I just like I said, I just think it was more inadvertent that that's kind of like what happened because you're trying to be heroic and all that stuff. So uh... I mean, at the end of the day, so many of these soundtracks share similar elements, and they they really do sound very similar when you like strip them down to their bare essentials. So it's like, I, I just really don't care exactly what, which theme is being used and where this it's like, as, as long as at the end of the day, it's effective in trying to evoke emotion. Yeah. As long as it invokes the intended emotion then I think it's doing its job. Well, what's interesting is that they did choose the John Williams score. Like it doesn't matter to me whatsoever. And I posted this on Twitter. I don't care if they use John's John Williams. I don't I almost said John Zimmer. John I Zimmer. They, I don't care if they use the John Zimmer score. The Zimmer Williams. Um, the Zimmer Williams. The Hans Williams score. Uh I don't care if they, they use the John Williams score or their Hans Zimmer score or you know the animated series score or they went all the way back to, you know, to you know, like the, the you know, the Fleischer cartoon score. Like that doesn't matter to me. What matters is Superman, like this generation, Superman is back. Yes. And he is flying again. Like he is in the costume. Like they're going to be developing more Superman stuff. That's what matters. The score, that stuff is just, that just, that's just to me a not issue. I do see, I see both sides of the coin, but to me, as a fan of these films and as a fan of the character and as a fan of the comic books of Superman, you know, it doesn't matter to me seeing him like seeing him on the big screen again does matter to me. They literally didn't even have to use music. They literally could have just showed Henry Cavill's head with, you know, like, (laughs) you know, you know, it, you know, was, you know, was Superman, like the Superman logo, you know, or like him walking down the street as Clark Kent, like, I I mean, look at it this way. We, we are already getting more of that than we needed to get here. Like, they could have done the bare minimum and just given us another repeat of the Shazam scene just by having a headless Superman walk in. They could have done that for sure. They, they could have done that to be like, hey, see, do you guys want to see who could be Superman? No, they're like, we're actually going to commit to Henry Cavill, and I consider that an absolute win. Yes, and, like, everything else is just, everything else is just doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. Like they literally, what they could do is they could do like a remix edition where it's both scores combined, and I'd be cool with that. It, like the music, as important as music is, and you know, like I have no idea what that what that is gonna look like going forward. Like they literally could, you know, abandon the Hans Zimmer score, and you know, they could they could they could uh, just do John Williams going forward with with Henry Cavill as Superman. I don't care whatever like that's a conversation that we can we can discuss and debate you know down the line what matters today and what's important today is that we have this generation superman back we don't have brandon ralph we have henry cavill henry cavill was in man of steel henry cavill was in bvs henry cavill was in Zack Snyder's justice league and that version or you know that version of the character showed up in shazam and now it sounds like he's showing up in black adam that's what's important. This other stuff doesn't matter to me. Um, it is a little weird, though. It's a little weird. It it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but like, like I said, at the same time, I don't care. What matters is we have that character back. 
And I know some people some people were upset because they're like, well, he's not in the black costume. Like the last time we saw him, <laughs> he was in a black costume. I was like, why are we complaining about this shit? Do you really want a black costume black Adam facing off against a black costume Superman? Yeah, exactly. It's like you'd that have two superpowered sense. guys in black suits. It's like, no, we need to have some contrast here. You know, like, and, like, the actual Superman colors are blue, red, and yellow. Like, and, like, what I complain about all the time about Superman's costume has nothing to do with that. Like, why can't we get that yellow Superman, uh, that Superman, uh, uh, insignia on the back of his red cape? Like, why haven't we seen that since, you know... Do you know how expensive a tailor is? I mean, Alfred... I mean, Alfred I mean, don't work for free, though. I mean, Alfred in Batman Forever, you know, he definitely tailored and he took the liberty to tailor Robin's costume. Remember? Are you Which saying? Oh, no sense to me. Are, are you saying he's the one that put nipples on the bat suit? Uh, no, not even that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. He's like, all right, so Alfred made the suit, but like a scene earlier. It, you literally said that Bruce Wayne made the sonar modifications for the Batsuit in Batman Forever. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Where does he get all this rubber? Oh, God. So, uh, so, yeah, like, Henry Cavill is supposedly back, and, like, that's super interesting. Super excited for that. Um, um, the question, though, remains, and like this is a question like I have for you: Is do you think he shows up in the Flash? Do you think he shows up in Aquaman two? Like that's the real question because mm, they film yeah. they did film a bunch this summer, and a lot of people don't know that they they filmed a lot, a lot, a lot this summer. And you know there was that report from like two days ago that Ezra Miller did some pickup scenes. Um. Wednesday or Thursday of this last week. Um, I don't know how so, I feel about that. I don't know. I don't think. I don't, I just think they were just doing some pickups, as in like they were trying to fix a few things here or there, or they were trying to figure out a way to kind of like get him out. Because I've heard going forward that Ezra Miller is no longer the Flash, and that mm-hmm. they're either going to use. So Grant Gustin, like the worst kept secret in Hollywood, is that and like. Like how spoiler spoilerly should I get, Kyle? I feel I feel like in this case it you can kind of just go all out with it. Like like I said, it's one of the worst kept secrets out there. Tell you in the world like who the villain is in the Flash. Are you gonna say it's an evil Flash? It is. It's an evil Barry Allen. Oh my god. Was that was that was that reminiscent of like Doomsday? <laughs> I, I sure let's go with that. Um, but yeah, like that's supposed to be that's supposedly the villain is like an evil Barry Allen they all have to face, and so like these other Barry Allens come in to fight this Barry Allen. So, which is kind of. Uh, can I just uh, say that having an evil Flash is just the most boring and generic flash villain you could possibly imagine i mean you could literally like i'm pretty sure the flash tv show had an evil speedster be the villain like four or five times 
like a reverse flash, right? Yeah, like there were there was an evil flash like flash every like other the, season. The flash point? Yeah, I think so. So but anyway, so they did they did a pickup with Ezra Miller this week. They did a day. Um, but like in all accounts, in all accounts, um Ezra Miller is no longer the Flash. Now the question is, what do they do with the character? Like it, I, it's like like uh, like I said, the like that the worst kept secret in Hollywood is that Grant Gustin has done a bunch of scenes, and it will be will have a bunch of scenes as Flash, as Barry Allen in the in in the Flash. Well, I I think the answer is pretty obvious. Like we are anticipating this flash movie which has already been confirmed to be like a multiversal crossover with multiple right. flashes it makes sense just to have a different flash be the one that kind of takes our flash's place in this universe right now well, I, I think having i think having grant gustin as like the dceu Barry Allen going forward makes sense. But yeah, I'd be fine with that. Need to do what they really just need to do is because that version. So like Grant Gustin's Barry Allen, I think is done with like the CW show, right? There's going to be one more. Season. Yeah. I think there's just one more season left and he might so, already be done filming that for all I know. Right, right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen an episode of the flash in like a couple years since yeah, is an infinite earth, which is really good. I really enjoyed that. That was like a lot of fun. Um, highly recommend it if you if y'all didn't see, you know, the crest is an infinite earth that you know they did, you know, all the crossover stuff. You know, they even got Kevin Conroy as you know Bruce Wayne, but he gets killed. I think he dies. Doesn't he get killed? I haven't seen Flashpoint, so I don't know. Um, or Crisis, whichever yeah. event it was. Yeah, it was Crisis. Um. But I just think I just think going forward, having the, having Grant Gustin as Barry Allen going forward is the smart move. But you, instead of you having another, instead of you having like a recast of Barry Allen, you just have Grant Gustin, and then you just cast in, you just you just plug in Wally West. There we go. Yeah, I that, wor- that works for me. Easiest way to go forward with with you know. And like, what's crazy is I've heard from multiple people that Ezra Miller is like extremely good in this film, and like that's gonna if he's really as good as they're saying he is, I don't think he's like I'm not I'm not hearing that he's you know like because I heard I heard a couple you know when they were filming Joker from uh from a few people that you know Joaquin Phoenix was gonna like like he was given like an Oscar worthy performance and like I tweeted that out and that became a thing. Um, because that was true, obviously. Yeah. Like I'm hearing, I'm hearing that it's really good. I'm not hearing it's like Oscar worthy, but it's like, he does like a really good job. He's really funny, but it's also like super emotional, a lot of good stuff in it. Um, that's so frustrating. Cause like, there's always been a lot of potential for, from Ezra Miller to give a really good performance for the character. And I feel like in the previous movies, he has done a decent job, especially in the, especially in the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh-huh, 100%. But it, with everything that's going on, he really only has himself to blame for the way it's kind of turning out with him uh, kind of moving out, if that's going to be the case. 
I mean, I don't know if I if you can say like you he has only like if if he's suffering, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if that's the case, then it's a little bit of a different story. But, but I, just, I, I, just, I don't think there would have been a big push outside from audiences to be like, hey, we need to get rid of Ezra Miller if that other stuff wasn't going on. Right. I agree. I agree with you 100%. I agree that, you know, if it was just, you know, the mental illness factor, um, you know, that like Warner Brothers would do all in their power and move mountains to, you know, get him the help that he needs. Um, but like the others, like the criminal activity stuff and like just the weirdness and, you know, the the bar stuff and the hotel stuff. I just, it's like, that's really kind of hard to look past. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that like, we as humans are perfect, but you know, they're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, they're dealing with licensing deals. They're dealing with, uh, they're dealing with, you know, advertising. They're dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars. And, um, I just think, I just think as of now it's too toxic. My worry and my concern is that he does such a good job that you have, you have kind of like the, that, you know, that contingency from those, those radicals on Twitter, you know, keeps Ezra Miller as the flash. That's my concern. Um, because yeah. like his situation, his situation in comparison to Ray Fisher's situation, like are, is completely different. Like I can 100%. see, I can, I can see the reason why people want Ray Fisher to can go on as sideboard. I can't, support the Ezra Miller needs to go on as the flash. I think you just safe bet recast, put in Wally West. And that solves that problem. Barry, uh, Grant Gustin, almost said Barry Allen. Grant Gustin is your Barry, Barry Allen going forward. He can be plugged in and out of different films. He can show up in Wonder Woman. He show up in Aquaman 2, which I've heard a rumor that he is an Aquaman 2. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, it just sounds like almost everybody's showing up in Aquaman two at this point. Yeah, Ben Affleck's in Aquaman two. I hear, I heard that Michael Keaton's scene got cut out of it. Curious to see if they reshot a couple things. But what's been interesting is the Flash has basically been reshooting, doing reshoots most of the summer. I know summer's over with. We're now in October, but basically, like they were shooting up until. end of july mid-august from what i was told and like you know they they lock picture and they're just working basically the movie's done other than vfx so they're working you know they're working on the you know they're working on you know the final mix they're working on the score you know but other than that all all intents and purposes i think i think that there's enough there to not have to cancel cancel that film because when Batgirl got canceled, it was like, oh, like it's easy. They're just going to cancel the Flash, and they're going to move all that stuff from Flash, all the multiverse stuff from Flash, and put that in Aquaman two. Like that's what I thought was going to happen. It sounds, it sounds like, it sounds like what they, they, there's enough good stuff in the Flash to kind of keep it going. So, but I think, I think going forward, they do need to figure out something to do with, with Leslie Grace as Batgirl. So. Um, any mm-hmm. thoughts on that flash stuff before we move on? Yeah. The whole flash, it, it, it's a messy situation, but 
if they are working towards a solution, like you're saying, then that makes me happy because it is something I really do want to see. I, I, I thought the initial premise was really awesome. And regardless of how it turns out, it's still a project that I've been kind of looking forward to for a few years now. So like the question I have is what do they do with the Michael Keaton stuff? Like that's like, it's a, it's messy. I don't like, know how like, much they want to embrace the multiversal Batman angle. If Ben Affleck's going to be back, it's, it's like, like I, keep, I keep hearing that the plan still going forward as of like last week was Michael Keaton's version is still very prominent. But then again, like, is he really very prominent? And he is he really the quote unquote Batman of the DCEU going forward? Like, because that, what their plan is to make him essentially like the Nick Fury. Doesn't have to be in everything. We'll just pop in once in a while as Bruce Wayne. We'll help him out in the bat suit on occasion and these other different films. Um, but with the new leadership in charge, are they and like them figuring out a way to bring back Henry Cavill and that test screen of Aquaman 2 weirding out the audience? Like, well, why is Michael Keaton's version of Batman in Aquaman 2? So they removed that that version that that sequence and they inserted Ben Affleck's version. So what do they do? Like, what are they? Because they did do a lot of reshoots on Flash. Like, did they did they do a lot of reshoots because they they're gonna minimize Michael Keaton's role? Even though I hear it's still very significant. Um, like, what is that plan going forward? How how integral is Michael Keaton's Batman going forward? Like, can Michael Keaton's uh, Batman still be Nick Fury? But in, like, these other movies, like, can he be Nick Fury in Aquaman 2? Can he be the Nick Fury in, um, like, the Suicide Squad or Wonder Woman 3? Mm-hmm. And, and my question is, is it just easier for them to plug in Batfleck into, like, the Justice League movies? Like, Batfleck just shows up for Justice League movies, but Michael Keaton's Batman shows up for everything else? And then, and then they just have they just have Pattinson's Batman as its own Earth Two thing. Like there's still there's still like, <laughs> it, like, it's, it, it, it's a lot to juggle, that's for sure. So like there's a lot there's a lot of things that still needed to be decided. But it sounds like like I'm excited. I'm excited for Flash. Um, I'm really excited. You know, I'm really excited for. Henry Cavill back, like those things are important. I'm glad that they finally came to some sort of solution, even though it took super long time. Five years is ridiculous to figure out what they're supposed to be doing with Henry Cavill. Um, it's like, man, we could have gotten like Superman. two movies in that time. Or you could have showed up in like Wonder Woman 84, you know, I mean, as a like young Clark Kent. Um, I mean, he could have showed up at, you know, he could have showed up, you know, he, he could show up in Wonder Woman 3. Like, there, it's just a lot of, a lot of things that kind of, like, have to, like, be hashed out and everything, so. Um, but then, like, we spent a little bit more time than I wanted on this stuff, <laughs> um, which is fine. But, like, Black Adam preview. I have no idea what this movie is going to do to a uh, box office. I have no idea what this movie is going to do critically. I have no clue. Like, I've been trying to track this film since its inception. Like, what's it going to do now that they have, you know, uh, Pierce Brosnan in it? Now they got Henry Cavill in it. It's supposed to set up the Justice Society of America. 
Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, the, the more stuff that I see, the better it looks, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because the stuff that, you know, the stuff that, that was in the trailer didn't, like, look, like, all that inspiring. And, like, didn't, uh, it kind of looked super vanilla, super bland. Um. Yeah, my my opinion from the trailers hasn't really changed much. Like, I'm still just kind of like, eh, you know, it, I'm sure it'll be a fun enough movie. But you know, maybe there'll be some some things here and there that have greater ramifications going forward. But other than that, I'm just kind of like, ah, it's. I have a feeling it's gonna be just like a nice dumb popcorn flick. Not a rock movie. <laughs> no. I don't know. Like I don't know what I don't know what this movie does. Does it does it only get forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Does it get seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes? What's the cinema score gonna look like? Is it gonna get a B minus? Is it gonna get a B plus? I don't think it does an A. I don't know. Like this movie is all over the place for me. I can't get a read on what this movie's gonna I, I mean, look at it this way. If we anticipate things being more negative we can be we can be pleasantly surprised if it isn't like i want this movie to be successful because you know i'd like to see the rock going if this movie's successful they're gonna do like the rock's gonna black adams is gonna show up in shazam 3 like you know like or they or you know like the rock you know black adam could actually show up in shazam fury of the gods with you know and then like the ps scene the post credit scene could be shazam black adam and superman all looking at each other yeah that could be it. So I want this movie to be successful. I don't want it to be. I don't. I want it to. Get, I. I don't. I don't think it's going to get like good critics reviews. I just think that's going to be more. More like you know. I don't know. I mean, like, well, like what? What is? What is this thing? What does this movie have to do for you for it to be, in your opinion, be successful, Kyle? Um. Man, that's a that's a loaded question right there. So, for for the movie that do well, uh, I feel like it, I'm kind of starting over myself right now. But there's just so much kind of working against it. Like I feel like there's this fatigue going on with a lot of superhero movies that are just I don't know. It's an uphill battle. So what I would like to see this movie actually do it's i love to actually see it win over our audiences over to the rock the to black adam you know make him a character people can actually like get behind sympathize with because uh, the trailers really highlight the whole oh i'm a bad guy and i don't help people angle it's like how are how are audiences gonna like find themselves rooting for a character like that who's just like i'm a bad guy and i don't help people you know Mm-hmm. So that that's one thing that they'll have to work out throughout the movie, and then they'll have to actually make the rest of the cast people that you know characters that people can care about. I think there's definitely a possibility that could happen. Obviously, we've already talked about how we're looking forward to Doctor Fate. Hawkman looks cool. We got Adam in this movie, so there's there's you know people could learn to love those characters, and that could help the movie out a lot, a lot as well. We'll we'll have to see. A lot of it's going to come down to the writing and the script, I feel like. It's got so everything comes down to execution for you, so. Yeah. Well, 
that that could be said for pretty much anything, but yeah. I mean, this character, like, it's not Superman. This character isn't Green Lantern. This character isn't, you know, Aquaman. This character isn't Batman. And I think it's going to be important that that distinction is made, because I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, he's a, he's a bad, evil Superman clone. It's like, no, Black Adam, Shazam, you know, they're their own distinct characters. They got different power sets, you know. I hope that this movie does a good job of actually, like, highlighting the differences between these type of characters. I guess what I'm trying to say is when it comes to black Adam, you know, he's not, he's not, it's, I guess it's hard to go find a black Adam, just standalone comic book. Right. Somewhat. Yeah. This character is not as well known as Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash. This character I think is being made more well known because of the person behind it, which builds in a little bit of risk, which is always a good thing when it comes to these types of movies. Um, I just hope it's successful. I hope it's a, a W. I hope it does. I hope it. I hope it does better than uh, Birds of Prey. I hope it's better than Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it. I don't know if it. Like, it's such a, I don't know, there's a lot of question marks. What does this movie need to do to be considered a smash hit with the studio? What does this movie need to do to greenlight a sequel? What does this movie need to do to get The Rock interested in joining these other superhero movies? Because The Rock's still the biggest movie star in the world right now, other than, like, Chris Pat Pratt and Robert Downey Jr., right? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So what does it? What does this movie need to do financially? Like, because if it does the Suicide Squad numbers, ugh. yeah, I I'm hoping that this movie can, you know, push close to a Billy, but I don't know. I, I don't know how feasible that's gonna be. I don't see that happening because it's 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 coming out three weeks before. Uh, Black Panther 2. <laughs> yeah. And then Avatar comes out yeah. after that. Re- releasing right now is, is tough. Like, you got a little bit of a runway before we get to some of those bigger names, but not not a whole lot. It's going to be a problem. Um, I guess some of the things I want to see, I hope the action's really good. I hope the story's strong. Um, I hope that they're able to set up these different characters and these different characters all don't die at the end of the movie, like in Deadpool. Um, I really, really hope that all the trailers have have literally only shown us stuff from like the first half of the movie. Because my biggest concern from all the trailers is, man, like all the scenery looks very similar. And the only thing we've ever seen from like the action is, oh, the heroes are going after Black Adam and Black Adam is just kind of wandering around being angry. (laughs) <laughs> destroying jets that are chasing after them and then like being up heroes that are chasing after them. So I'm just like, okay, so like what is the, the driving force of this movie going to be like, how, what, how is it structured? Cause right now I, I honestly couldn't say from what we've seen and I don't know how it's going to fare over the course of like two hours. I don't know. Like, like, like you, like, like you definitely have like, 
the same thought process that I have. Like, what did they show too much? Do they show enough or did they show too little? And that's always kind of those things. Like, Marvel does a pretty good job with their trailers. I'm giving you the emotion to bring you back in. Like, that first Black Panther trailer, holy shit, that was amazing. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. the way they were able to really just, like, just the emotion. Like, they showed, like, images and, you know, of Namor. They showed, like, stuff, you know, of, you know, Chadwick not, you know, being Black Panther anymore. So, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of interesting, interesting stuff that needs to kind of happen for... For this movie to be successful, I I hope that, you know, it's a fun movie, but it has its moments. I don't know. Like, I hope this movie kind of plays like the first Iron Man movie, to be honest. Like, that's what it kind of hope. That, that would be a best case scenario right there. It's kind of like the first Iron Man movie with, like, sensibilities of, like, Aquaman. Um, kind of, like, silly in moments. Kind of fun. Kind of like an adventure. Oh, yeah. There, there's so. definitely going to be some silly in there from what we've seen. <laughs> Um, anything else? Like, I know we're kind of like, we, we kind of like, we're real heavy at the beginning with, you know, the Henry Cavill stuff and the Flash stuff. I mean, I don't know a lot about this character, so I can't be, you know, like, it's not, it's not Green Lantern. It's not the Flash. Yeah. You know, I can't talk about like, you know, Oa, I hope this happens. And I hope we see scenes from Oa. I hope Oa looks like this or, you know, the Flash, you know, hopefully Central City. I mean, yeah. I don't. I've never read a Black Adam comic. In fact, I don't think I've ever read a comic that has Black Adam in it. Right. Maybe like a big crossover it's event, kind of, but it's kind, of like, it's kind of like how I felt, you know, going in to see Shazam's. Like, all right, it's a DC character. It's a, you know, I'll go see it because it's DC. I'm here to support that stuff. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah, you know, and as people who have listened to us before would know, we were kind of blown away by Shazam. It, it's one of our favorite DC movies at this point. So I'm, I'm really hoping that Black Adam can do a similar thing where we go in not really knowing what to expect. And we're just kind of like, oh, this is actually like a really interesting character. And there's a lot of interesting implications for how he's going to affect the rest of the universe going forward. And, you know, there's a fun action scenes here and there. You know, like I'm, I'm hoping to just walk away from this movie being like very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, same. Uh, very much the same kind of like uh, one of my favorite things uh, about Shazam is like the end sequence where like all the kids become like grown up and, you know, they help, you know, Shazam fight off like bald Mark Strong. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Anything else we needed to address? Um before we call this episode in the can. Has there been any updates on the whole HBO max situation? Like, is that, are they still planning on merging with another service at this point? Like I, I think it's supposed to merge with discovery plus merging with discovery plus. Okay. Cause yeah, that whole situation has been very confusing and hard to follow. I mean, I mean, we, we really like, we got like the next like two weeks are going to be like super interesting because we get to talk about Gotham Knights. We get to talk about seeing Black Adam. Um, I, I, are you like, are you looking forward to Gotham Knights? 
But we're going to have to uh, do an episode of Gotham Knights, I feel like, don't we? we? We probably will at some point. Like, I haven't really been keeping too close of a tab on, like, what's going on with that. But I do think I'm going to pick it up once it comes out. And uh, hopefully I can, you know, share some share some thoughts on it once I get a little bit of time under it. Um... So you're you're not you you're you're not wanting to do uh like a preview episode of Gotham Mice before we record our review episode of it? I don't think I have a whole lot to say because I have like I said I haven't really been doing any deep diving into it. I've not been keeping up the trailers or any news related to it. I'm kind of I'm just gonna go into it kind of blind and see you know what it is. Very. Very interesting. I thought you'd be way all about it. Um, I kind of want to because, like, I I have enjoyed a lot of the other Arkham games, and uh, you know, I, I've I've actually been really impressed with Warner Bros. Montreal's development team and what they've been able to accomplish. Like, honestly, I, I'm more excited for Gotham Knights than I am for the uh, Suicide Squad game. But, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah, that Gotham Knights. I'm just worried that it's like the the gameplay when you're driving the motorcycle is clunky. Oh God, Cause please saw, no. Because I saw like I saw like like apparently apparently you got there's like this part of it where you gotta like drive through some like circles. I don't know, like a racing type of thing. Like, Look, as long like, as it's as long as it's not the Batmobile from uh, Arkham Knight, then I'm sure it'll be okay. Because you mean art? You mean it was Tank Man Begins? Tank Man Begins. God, that's what that. I have still haven't beaten that game. I I don't know what they're thinking. They're like, yeah, we're gonna have half of this game be you just driving the armored Batmobile around, shooting people in a tank. It's like, what the? What are you doing? They they even turned uh, Deathstroke into like a tank boss fight for some oh, reason. Oh, that's right. I forgot. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think that isn't that the final boss too. It's one of the last bosses, yeah. I haven't. I like. I've never. I've never. Uh, I've never beaten the game. I go back and I replay. Uh, I go back and replay Arkham City all the time. I really wish I could replay Arkham. Arkham Origins because I yeah. think that I love like, Asylum. I love City. I even like Origins. Night did. Night didn't do it for me. I like Asylum because I played City first. So going back and try like I only played it for like maybe like an hour or two because it was like it was one of those deals where you bought the you when you bought like because I bought like Arkham City and it came with Arkham Asylum oh like a two pack I gotcha so uh so like going back and trying to replay Arkham Asylum I was like no but I'll just play Arkham City that's that's fair yeah like I do I do think the core gameplay of Asylum is just as good as Night not as Night as City, Asylum and City are pretty on par, but yeah, City being just a bigger play area, it's kind of hard to beat that. Oh, hundred percent. So, but yeah, like we'll we'll have to we'll have to talk. You know, as long as long as I don't have to push Triangle to beat a boss, I'm happy. Oh my god! And I don't have to beat. <laughs> and I don't have to. And I don't have to. Uh, being a tank the entire time. I just like, I still don't understand why you hit triangle and you're like, you're done. Are you trying to say that the electrocutioner fight was not the best thing of all time? So 
fucking weird, man. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for episode one eighty nine of Shannon on Batman. You can follow us on our uh, social medias at Shannon on Bat, and you can follow me on Twitter at Batman Shannon. Make sure that you are following Tom at Batman Baselap, and you can find Kyle on Twitter, but not active on Twitter. I guess that'd be correct. Uh, I don't talk a whole lot of Batman and movies on Twitter, but if you do want to follow me, I'm at Looting Kyle. And that's going to do it for 189. Peace.